Yes, welcome everybody back to another episode of the Feeding Frenzy. You are, of course, listening in with the big man, the Force, and joining me, as always, is the Sharks' original centurion, my favourite goal sneak and segment writer, Jake the Snake Stewart. How you doing, big fella? Oh, well, thanks, mate. But that was a pretty average introduction compared to what I'm used to. Oh, really? Yeah, I was expecting a bit more fanfare, a bit more, you know, <laughs> a bit more excitement, but I'll take what I can get, I guess. I think I've got cold feet because um, my, my, I swear my, my feet haven't dried out since Sunday, but uh, that's a story for later on in the show. Um, so, yeah, pretty, uh, pretty average conditions on Sunday, though, surely. Yeah, it was pretty wet, pretty rank. Um, yeah, as you said, we'll go, we'll go on a bit more about that about uh, uh, later in the show. But um, yeah, glad to be holed up here in the dry and the warmth and and the comfort of the couch that costs the same as a what what was it a SV six Commodore SV six Commodore from Perth. Yeah, that's the one. Speaking of SV six Commodores, the bloke who's about to become an owner of one of those lovely machines is uh, our first guest tonight. A uh, man of many, many nicknames, almost as many nicknames as Squidgy, that would have to be um, the Troglodyte, the the Wood Duck, Swamp Donkey, Swamp Donkey, Brad Woods. How are you, mate? Yeah, great, mate. Yeah? Back yeah. on the couch for the second time this year? Yeah, second time, mate. Yeah, a bit of an upgrade since the last time you were here, isn't it? It is a very nice setup, mate. Mm. Yeah, we're, we're quite proud of it, actually. It's a work in progress, as always, and uh, our, our other guests also... Um, Yep, knows about the work in progress, coming come leaps and bounds since you were here last time. That's uh, Lockie the Bulldog McLeish, how are you doing? Yeah, very well mate, thanks. Yeah, nice, nice to have you back on the show again mate, so, thanks for putting your hand up again, always good. Nah, always a pleasure. Always mate, always a pleasure, never a chore. Snake, you want to um, get us stuck into our feeding frenzy flashback from the rounds that have just been? Well firstly I'd like to get stuck into you first, because oh, uh, this was the first week in a long time if at all this season, that I'd handball the job to you of finding guests for this week and you've brought me two guys who have been on before. <laughs> no fresh faces. So I'm a little bit disappointed, but you always bring the energy, so I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a pass for that. All right. All right. Uh, so looking back at last week's games, uh, Railways in the reserves scored 7-12... 54 uh, to our Bloods boys 4-4-28 so a pretty spirited outing obviously uh, Rayleigh's had a lot of scoring scoring opportunities and didn't take advantage of them in uh, wet and pretty swirly windy conditions uh, best <coughs> best on ground for us I have listed the man himself Lockie McLeish uh, Ben Monroe who is playing for us after having about eight or so years off of the game of football. Um, so really good to see him get a bit of touch. Aaron Eads, as always, and Tyrone Williams, as per usual. Uh, in the league game, Railways ran out rampant winners, 12-16-88, to our zero goals, zero points, zero overall. Uh, first time in many years that I've been in a side that's been kept goalless and I said the same, uh, sorry, kept scoreless and I said the same thing about the game against North Albany but this week was really a different tale. Um, we ran out missing I think six senior players um, and uh, 
lost Stewie Davies at the end of the end of the first half. Had no rotations by the end of the game. Um, but you can make all the excuses you like. Each each side just runs out the best twenty two they got, and it was just uh, you know it was it was a real battle. Um, best for us on a pretty pretty tough day at the office. Hudson O'Day keeping Matt Palfrey to zero goals for the first time this season. Actually ran in just before th- three-quarter time and had a shower and got changed, I saw. So, um, you know, for a 17-year-old to be doing that to waffle talent, and I don't care about the conditions. As I said, you can make all the excuses you like. For Hutto to be doing that to Waffle Talent, that is a really brilliant showing from a kid who just needs to gain a little bit of confidence. He's as humble as they come. Uh, Jake Lothian, Tate McLean and Flynn Bruker were the other three I had in our best. Looking around the league, Mount Barker uh, well and truly out of the finals race after going down 7-9-51 to North Albany 7-14-62. And in the other match on the Saturday, uh, Royals ran out rampant winners as well, 15-9-99 to Denmark's four goals, three twenty-seven. in a bit of a similar position to us. They've got a lot of injuries, really struggling for numbers, and I think they're blooding a lot of youngsters at the moment. Yeah, nice. Thanks for the wrap on that one, Snake. Now, um, you gave me a little bit of a touch-up just before we... Um before you started your flashback there, and it was all for very good reason that we picked two faces that we've seen before, and that's because we wanted to focus on, firstly, what was a fantastic game by Lockie McLeish here, um, and uh, obviously Woodsy as well, you've had a, a lot to do with the, the blood side this year as well, so we wanted to sort of focus a bit on what was probably, well, I don't think probably, I think what was actually our best game this year. Um, Woodsy, I'll start with you, mate. You know, you you would have seen the evolution from where we've come at the start of the year, where we were, you know, started off a competitive side, right up to basically taking it to who are probably more than likely going to be in the grand final this year. Well, that's right. Like railways this year, our first game we got smashed by a hundred points, and this recent game we like we were, we were within three goals and we just let it slip. It's like. Boys, the conditions suit us. We play better wet weather footy, and we just didn't get the job done. I heard a lot of people throwing around the old sharks go faster in the wet. <laughs> I think uh, a couple of the boys out there definitely proved that one, didn't they? Well, they did, yeah. Mm. And um, I'll tell you one reason, especially why we had to get Lockie on the um, podcast. And I'll, um, I'll, I don't know if I've actually told you this, mate, but I, I, what, I was, what I've been telling, telling everybody who will listen, because I think that was probably the best game you've played this year. And that is the fact that at halftime, when all the boys came inside for the um, halftime break and the speeches and everything and getting ready to go out there again, you looked around at everybody else and everybody was soaking wet, a little bit grubby, tired, red in the face. And there's you sitting there with your jumper, just filthy. Just there, there wasn't any part of you that didn't have mud all over you or in you or under you or whatever it was. You were just covered in it, mate. You were just on the ground making the hard knocks, crashing packs, and doing everything that needed to be done. So you, you actually said to me you didn't think you played that well, didn't you? Yeah, I didn't think it was the best game I played, to be honest, this year. But, yeah. <clears throat> you know. What what to you makes you think that it wasn't the best game you played this year? Oh, personally, I think I could have gotten a bit more 
disposals, to be honest with you. I didn't win as many ground bowls as what I thought I could have. But, you know, like what you said, I've just been crashing packs and trying to get that ground ball. Just got the mentality of see ball, get ball at the moment, especially in the wet. Not many people are going to have accurate disposals. So, At the end of the day, on uh, in conditions like that, it's not necessarily about winning the hard ball. It's about getting in there and 50-50ing it and just making it a contest. And then, you know, you'd, you'd hope it as Railways did to us in the league game, you'd hope that the boys get numbers there and then you can just sort of slide out of that contest. Um, but you've got to have someone going in and getting that hard ball and it was pretty clear to me as it was to Forsey that you'd been go- getting your getting your hands dirty as with every other orifice on your body. <laughs> hands dirty, feet dirty, you name it, mate. You were, you were in there. And that's exactly right. You know, it, That's what we probably played well was for the first time it seemed like the team wanted to play for one another, not just for, you know for for themselves or for the club, they wanted to play individually for each player out there. Um, you know, would you what what would you have to say on that? What was the what what was the difference this week compared to other weeks where we've played good football for a couple of quarters versus probably playing our best game all year so far? I don't know. I think it's maybe we've just started to gel now. I don't know why we can't do it at the beginning of the season and just play like that. It's really good to see, but. It's just too late in the season. Oh, look, you know, it is what it is uh, at the end of the day, but uh, and that's the that's been what we've talked about all season long uh, on the podcast at the at the uh, wrap-ups after the games is the fact that we have to try and keep our playing group together, you know, whether it be at um, Snake's level with the league side, the youth that they're trying to blood, and whether it's at our level where we've got, you know, some good old battle axes going out there and putting the jumper on and doing what they do, but... Uh, just about sticking together, isn't it, mate? Well, that's it, you know, during footy, even after footy, social events, just sticking together and we'll get there. Mm. And that's sort of where it comes pretty important because, you know, we, talk, we talked a bit about this last time when you when you were with us, Lockie, and that's about your decision to come across to the Sharks. Obviously, it was something that we have talked about a lot with pretty much everybody who's come across. We want to know why you've come over. But at the end of the day, you know, we're getting towards the end of the season. Um, you've had a pretty hard slog. You know, you've, you've been played in centre, you've been played in the wing, so you've had a bit of a run everywhere. What does it, what does it mean for someone like you who's come across, had a crack at a new team, um, to make you want to stay and have another go next year? Well, it's just a good group of boys, to be honest with you. I've clicked with everyone since game one, really, just rocking up to trainings and being able to know everyone, what how they play, what type of person they are in and out of the club. It's just, it's made the connection rather quite well mm. so it's like it's really easy to connect with the boys too because as what other people see the sharks on the field it's completely different in the change rooms we're all a great bunch of boys we're all completely different to what everyone says like I said and yeah just a great group of blokes to be around how does that sort of um, go against what you would you probably would have been told by a couple of people that start of this year when you said you were coming across the sharks you know they would have given you some of the the rumors or the outside opinions um, how many of those do you think are true from what you would have seen last year versus what you see now that you're inside the club? Well, to be honest, from what people have said to what I've seen, absolutely none of it is true. Mm-hmm. People say Sharks are a filthy club, blah, 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 etc. like that. None of it's true at all. They're, like I said, they're, we're all quality blokes. Mm. They all just want to stay around the club. And like like I said, like what you said as well, the numbers around the the events after games, same round for a drink, getting around the other teams, whatever. It's 
just absolutely sensational to see all the boys there. Mm. It's a great atmosphere. Yeah, well, it's like we said the other week, you know, for the first, for the second time in my Sharks footballing career, we had everybody stay right back to midnight for our home game, for the, which is something we haven't done famously well, is it, Snake? No, no, it um, hadn't happened for a long time before you came along, and um, I think we're getting, getting better with it as the year rolls on, but um, given that we've got so many... So many blokes under the age of 18 that are playing regular senior footy as well. It's it's kind of hard to have that that atmosphere um, really at the forefront. And now, you, you know, you got a few of us that are starting families and whatnot. So, you know, I've, I've been around a lot of club functions over the years and I'm sort of starting to bow my way out and whack it now. will be as well, I'd expect. <laughs> and, um, hoping that someone else is going to, yeah, carry that torch. And um, just quickly on the Wacker front, I don't think we've officially addressed it. Snake, you want to take us through the uh, the upgrades, uh, the updates in Wacker's life? Yeah, we wouldn't have. No, nope. it's been over a week. So That's right. uh, yeah, uh, big congratulations goes out to my best man, my best mate, um, Wacker Sizzle Zach Pearson. Uh, who well yeah sizzle yeah that's that's been busted out thank you Mr Fry, um, who welcomed his little man into the world on Saturday morning last week unfortunately missed the uh, missed the Sunday game um, but might have had something more important to do though <laughs> yeah absolutely just fatherhood in general but I went up and saw him at the hospital on Sunday night and he's absolutely glowing he's bloody loving it and he looks like he was built for it. Yeah, so big congratulations to uh, Wacker and Leah and uh, little Dean as well. Um, Hunter was what they named Duke, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hunter. Hunt, Hunter Lawrence Pearson. Sorry, that. no, that's all right. <laughs> that's okay. He's, Snake's just over the corner, just grinning from ear to ear. He's just he's reminiscing his time with him already. So um, you know, yeah, big congratulations to you, Wacker. So um, obviously, it's slightly more important than uh, coming down to the game of footy, but uh, yeah, good, good on the two of them. So well done on that one. Um, but yeah, like you say, Snake, you know, um, we've had, we're, we're hopefully going to continue to increase the numbers staying behind after the games. Um, you know, and Woodsy, you would know from your time with the ladies season this year, because the, the ladies really, as far as culture is concerned, they're, they're right up there, aren't they? I'll tell you what, it is really good to see, like, all the women are just so totally different to our trainings, you know, Mm. that whatever one woman does they all do mm. like when we're in the change room you're on your headphone you're on your phone you're kicking the footy you're doing whatever girls are up, right everyone's doing this bang we're all switched on bang ready to go let's go yeah all right but woodsy if we were all doing what you were doing we'd be out having a smoke about 20 minutes before the game so <laughs> <laughs> don't give way to secrets mate that's it yes but uh, no it's good to see the ladies coming around still on the thursday night dinners as well and being involved doing all the right things so really good to see them still sticking around that's and it and can. that's it and we've got to do the same for them as well you know absolutely our off season we go and help them support them and then that's how we become that family, you know? Yeah, does that mean that we're going to see you chuck a beard knit on and jump in the kitchen and give a hand out there, mate? No, but I will be doing the running and water boys and Fair general f- footy club duties, mate. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. Um, now, we can't go too far without mentioning what was probably the biggest outcome of that Sunday game, and that was the injury news from 
the league side. So, Snake, I'll probably roll over to you to... I wasn't actually present, and I, to be honest, by the sounds of things, I'm probably happy that I wasn't because I don't think it was a pretty sight. So I'll get you to take us through what happened to our, to our big man, the Goonbag. So. Yeah, well, look, given, given we went in with a thin roster, we actually came out pretty rough um, injury-wise on the other end. Stewie Davies had to make a trip up to the hospital uh, towards the end of the second quarter with a scratched eye. Couldn't open it at halftime. Um, but, yeah, big goon bag. Um, it's, it's pretty much public knowledge now. He's put it up on Instagram himself, but um, copped a fairly innocuous-seeming knock um, in the league game, um, tough as nails, just kept going. He was playing a bench role, but by the end of it, we had no rotations anyway, so he spent a fair bit of time out there. I shared a beer with him after. He seemed fine, and then the next day, I find out that he's he had to be flown up to Perth with a ruptured kidney. Um, look, uh, I, I don't want to divulge too much information because it's prob- there's probably a lot for him to tell. Um, but from what I understand of a, of an, in, an internal hemorrhaging injury like that, which has now rectified itself um, to some degree, um, from what I understand of an injury like that, there's probably an expectation that he'll never play contact sport again. Um, and this is a guy that has been a part of our club for... Shit, I guess I'd say five years... Um, you know about as long as Rick Wallace and, yeah, right. and he was our captain for three and here for one before that so um, and uh, yeah he's he's been in and out with injury that whole time he, he has not played anywhere near as much footy as I would have hoped for him um, always really struggled with you know relatively minor injuries in comparison to that and this mm. is a fucking big one and um you know mate send sending your love through the airwaves um i've been in contact with you and really hope the best for your recovery but fuck mate footy's not that important your health your health comes first so um look forward to having you back down around around the club but um you know you just got to do what you got to do at this stage love you mate yeah, it's always tough when you think about, you know, um, you know, you can have career uh, season-ending injuries like, um, you know, Woodsy, you had a shoulder reconstruction late last year, didn't you? you yeah, mate, had... I had a shoulder recon, and then I had the ACL, and yeah, it's just not the same after you do a knee, and it's yeah, it's always coming to that time of retirement, but you just keep going. Yeah, but you can you you could probably tell us as well, you know, after you. You know, you were coming back to the club, obviously, with, with the shoulder all patched up and everything, and it's um, it's a bit disheartening, isn't it, when you rock up the footy club, you can't play, you've got to sort of watch all the boys get out there and have, and, you know, you, you're watching from the bench, watching your team go out there, it's a bit, bit disheartening at times, isn't it? It is, yeah. And then but, you know, you're just there to support and, you know, you just help the boys. And then, obviously, you, you amplify, amplify that by the fact that you'd never be able to play again, potentially, it's just... Um, you know, it's like you say, Snake, footy's not that important, but by the same token, it's it's got to mean something to him, you know? It's got to mean something to any, any bloke to think about the, the one day that somebody says, nah, that's it, mate, no more. If it didn't mean anything to him, he wouldn't have kept coming back time after time after time, so... Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, life is life is a fragile thing, and you've got to think about, like, 
you know, this this was something that he you know, he just he just took as another bump on the park and it ended up being a pretty life threatening situation. Yeah. At the end of the day. So um, it's really, you know, given given a lot of us a bit of bit of a moment to take a bit of stock about what's important but um, I know we'll be going out there with our with our goon bag on our sleeves this week mm-hmm. um, and just putting up a good fight for him. Mm. And I guess the other thing as well, you know, like you say, it was he took it like it was just another bump, which is sort of, uh, in some ways, a bit disappointing because it, as we know, whenever someone takes a knock, you know, that was unfair or anything else like that, it's always nice to get out there and fly the flag, give someone a push or a shove, and they've done the wrong thing, like uh, our big man Big Mac did on the weekend. So, uh, I think, uh, Lockie, you would have seen when um, I think Tyrone took a bit of a nick, a bit, bit of a hit behind the play, and uh, Big Mac went out and flew the flag and did the right thing. Give, give, gave the bloke a bit of a push and shove, and I'm sure all of you would have, you know, if it was a dirty act or something that was, if if it had been that way, which it wasn't, unfortunately. But you know, it's just sad to see that it's all the way it's unfolded, isn't it, Snake? Well, he's a, he's a pretty tough unit at the best of times, but you know, on a, on a wet cold scrappy day I, I really didn't see a lot that was dirty from railways and yeah and I don't I don't specifically I mean I don't see everything that goes on but I don't specifically remember anything that happened to Gurney and I generally generally when there's something a bit you know a bit rough and a bit tough I generally have some kind of recollection and I think it was just one of those things. It's just it's just the game we play. You got contact coming from any angle at any time, and um, you know guys that come across from rugby, they just are blown away by you know how how it can blindside you. And it sounds like that's what happened to Gooney. You know? yeah. Just I don't know. Wet kidneys. <laughs> Lucky you only need one, hey? Yeah. Well, that's it. But uh, yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know. That's a that's a tricky thing because I've never really understood how that works because I know some people they have one kidney and you can give one away but then if both of them shut down then you're no good or something oh, yeah I'm not really sure that's probably for another episode I think so on, on a completely different podcast yeah, that's right. that's, that's... <laughs> tell you one interesting fact about the kidney though I have found out recently that apparently if somebody does have get given a kidney they don't actually remove the old one they just attach the new one yeah right so there you go some hey well Gurney you can have mine mate <laughs> Uh, your, I wouldn't touch that thing with a yeah, ten foot nah. pole. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, is yours even any good, mate? <laughs> it's done, done all right so far, mate. All right, all right. So, um, listen, we always seem to get a bit heavy early on, which uh, keeping with tradition. So, keeping with tradition once again, I think it's time to jump over to Snake for a bit of round of contested ball. What do you say, mate? I'm good to go when you are. Oh no, sorry, I've, I've I've done a big mac and I've mucked it all up. I actually mean shirt front or shepherd. <laughs> I'm good to go when you are. That's all right. Good, good stuff. All right. So, um, fellas, you both know how the shirt Frodo and the Shepherd goes. Sure do. Yep. Good, good, good. Very good. These two fellas have done their homework. Now, I'm going to start off with a nice little cheeky one, um, and then I think Snake, you've got a one tucked away for today as well. Yeah, I'm having a complete mental break, but I'll work on it for a while. I think we all are. It's one of those, one yeah. of those episodes. <laughs> you, like, like I said, you think it's thrown it? me out doing it on a completely different night. I'm usually I'm usually still fired up from training, and here we are on a Friday. I'm a bit I'm a bit relaxed. That's all right. We'll we'll, we'll go with our relaxed theme, and we'll just crack on. And um, I'll start off with my one. Now I've got a I've got a bit of a bit of a beauty for this one, and. Um, 
So I'll, I'll take you back. Sunday game, absolutely pissing down. It was shoddy conditions at the best of times. And the big man, Liam McCandless, the big Mac, takes a beautiful mark, probably about 35 out, horrible angle. And we're watching him line up for our first goal of the game. And we're all, we're all watching him. And Tags turns to me, our, our lovely coach, turns to me and says, Oh, fuck, it had to be Big Mac, the worst set shot in the entire team. <laughs> and I looked at him and I looked back and I went, No, nah, Liam will slot this. And sure enough, he does. Straight between the posts, happy days, no worries at all. The entire bench turns on him straight away. Ah, yours. <laughs> so I think he copped it pretty bad on the day. But um, I was told just just in Tags' defence, because I don't I don't want to you know don't want to um, don't want to give don't want to hide it, the information as well. He Liam has famously kicked one goal five in a game. So I understand where he, where he was coming from, saying that it was the worst set shot taker in the entire Bloods team. Apparently, according to Tags. So um, I still think that that's, that's uh, worthy of a shirt front. So I'll throw it over to you first. Lockie, what do you reckon, mate? So as in my backing Liam in for a set shot? Well, basically, Tags is... Tags giving him shit about having a crack, basically, like, giving, you know, staring him up, saying he's oh, the worst set shot, and so he slots it. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, I'll shirt front tags for that. Yeah? Yeah, reckon? there's a reason why we have him up forward. Yeah, I think so. He's there for a reason. He's there to kick goals. Yeah, he's there to kick goals. Got to back him in. And he's got that pressure, too. Yeah. I back him in any day. Over to you, um, Troglodyte. What do you reckon, mate? Mate, as soon as he kicked it, I was the first person to give him a high 10, and then I come off, I said, mate, well done, good kick. And he's like, oh, Thanks, Woodsy. About time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So is that a shepherd farm or a shepherd? No, that's definitely a shepherd, mate. Who are you shepherding? Tags or are you shepherding... Oh, I'm shepherding Big Mac. Yeah, so a shirt front tag. Yeah, so right. Completely, shirt front so tags. you completely missed the point. No worries. Yeah. Maybe right along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a shepherd out to Tags because, yeah, Big Mac, he's had some clutch moments... But he's had plenty of opportunities and he's not shooting a great percentage off a set shot. I would love to see the genuine stats on that, to be honest. But, um, yeah, I, I, I'm just going to have to throw the arms out and shepherd tags on this one. That's all right. We'll, we'll roll with that one. That's fine. <laughs> all right. Now, did you happen to remember your... Um... I know one of them. All right. Well, I know one of them. Let's chuck that one out then. Let's go for it. Well, the man to my left, the old swamp donkey, the troglodyte, Brad Woods. <laughs> swamp donkey. Um, wood duck. Wood duck, yeah. <laughs> uh, he he made a little bit of a, bit of a wager with our league coach last night. Um couple of weeks ago uh, I've, I've been corrected by the man himself <laughs> so I think he knows what's coming um, that uh, if he could beat the young the coach's young son at 11 years old Hudson um, in a goal kicking comp then he would be guaranteed a league spot now so the story goes he would have had to go through Jamie as well but Jamie only has one leg to stand on at the moment, so Hutto stepped right up to the plate, and um, and the story unfolds that the troglodyte couldn't handle the pressure, 
Mate, he got, is really good. I'd like to see you verse him. And got absolutely smoked by an 11-year-old in front of the entire league side and a fair contingency of the blood side as well. Mate, he so, is my new favourite player. I can't wait to go and see him in under 12s or 14s. And I'll tell you what, before I throw this big fucking shirt front out of your way, drop it right, I want to actually take a moment to, as you've done just a moment ago, give a bit of credit to young Hudson because what I saw from an 11-year-old was incredible discipline. He went back and I watched and he's got a routine. He spins the ball twice. He holds it up. He looks down the seam straight through the big sticks. He takes the same number of steps. I think it was eight steps before he kicks. And he did the same thing for 10 shots in a row. Even once he'd sealed it and his dad told him to hurry it up, he went, no. He did his two spins, he held it up, he looked down the seam, and he went straight through that routine every time. That kid is going to go places. That being said, you're getting laid out, Trog. <laughs> I can't wait. Hey, but well done, Hutto. All right, over to you, Lucky. What do you reckon, mate? Shoot in front of a shepherd for the big woodsy. Yeah, no, I have to shoot in front of your woodsy. Sorry. Um... I'd seen you in training leading from full forward and taking grabs. I expect you to kick them. I'll, I'll give you one little lifeline, right? Uh, there might be a little glimmer of hope here. I'm going to ask you a question, and if you answer correctly, you might be safe here. How many goals have you kicked this season? I've kicked one. How many goals have you kicked this season, Snake? Numero uno. Uh, <laughs> from, from one attempt. <coughs> No, nah, that's it. That's a, that's a shirt front for me too. Sorry, mate. If you had to kick more goals than Snake, I would let you get away with it. But well, hey, mate, Mount Barker this weekend. Yeah. Sit me in the forward pocket. I know what I'm doing. Hey, hey, wait. We're not doing the gutsy calls just yet, mate. That comes later <laughs> in the show. <laughs> Don't give it away, mate. <laughs> All right. So no, I think that's worthy of a we'll cut the shirt fronts there, mate. Uh, but you know, you're, you're used to a bit of that, aren't you? Pretty that's sure, it. Buddy. You know, it's a a life lesson. As a younger kid, I was never good as a, um, at losing yep. and tonight was just a good lesson to learn you know fair enough mate fair enough it's good he beat me fair and square and well done to him yeah bloody bloody well done and um, I'll tell you what too just, just quickly Snake's got another one ready so I'll just quickly finish up my little point here and that is the fact that it's going to be handy when it comes time for young Hudson to be kicking goals you know if he's got the umpire trying to rush him and if he can turn to his, to his own old band and say nah mate I'm doing this my way it's going to be good. I think you're dead right, Snake. Yeah, to places. without chewing up another half an hour, that's something that Wacker taught me a few years ago is create that routine because it allows you to just block out the noise from from everybody else, whoever's standing on the mark trying to block you out. Um, my next shirt front goes out to a uh, new bloke to the club. May not be a listener yet, but I'm sure he will be soon because Dylan Thomas um, put a message out to the group chat with about an hour to spare before training on Tuesday night. Said, oh, any chance someone can give me a lift? <laughs> Turns out he lives within walking distance of the footy club and, uh, and and his reasoning for not wanting to wanting to hoof it on what was actually a pretty spectacular night was that he didn't want to risk doing any damage to his hammies. Um, so I've given him the nickname Hollywood. 
<laughs> and I think it's going to stick because he seems to think pretty highly of himself and those homies of his. But uh, yeah, big uh, big Hollywood deal. I got a shirt front coming your way. Oh, this is mate. I think that's pretty weak solace. I mean, he's very close, very close to the club. So I've got to back you up on that one. I think he gets a shirt front too. What do you reckon, Lockie? Throw over to you, mate. Yeah, no, I'm going to give him a shirt front as well. I was watching him trying to spin through packs and sidestep everyone during training that night. Yep. So, yeah, definitely shirt front. Woodsy, finish this off, mate. Mate, definitely shirt front. He deserves it. If you can't walk 500 metres up the road, you want to lift? Yeah, I think that's pretty fair, mate. I think that's pretty fair. All right, so, fellas, we'll, we'll press on from there and we'll, we'll go and have a look elsewhere in the game. Now, um... We get stuck in the Woodsy. Now I warned you about this, didn't I, before we came on? Well, I don't know what you're talking about, mate. <laughs> I warned you about this. You and I were going to have words about this. Now um, you, we, me, and everybody else. That's, uh, <laughs> so we we just talked about um, you losing a goal com- goal kicking competition to uh, Hudson O'Day. Uh, sorry, not Hudson O'Day. Sorry, uh, Hudson to, Ram. Hudson Ram. That's yeah. right. Sorry. Two two Hudsons. What are the I know. Um, now you talked about having a, having you know learned a lesson about um, being a sore loser. Was it a sore loser? Was it, was it was that what you said? Yeah, it was a life lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, you learn to lose. Um, well, you don't lose. You learn from it. You know. Yeah. So you learn to take it on the chin. Suppose. Yeah. You know. And I was never good at that as a kid, and it's like you know, it's it is what it is. Yeah. So, how do you compare that mentality that you had um, on that day, where you've you know you've lost a goal competition? It's all a bit of fun. It's all a bit of high fives and a bit of a giggle and all that sort of stuff. Compared to how you're how you were sitting uh, on the bench at the Barker game, how do you compare that? That's that's tough, like you it know, is. like only only because yeah, I did lose it that day because. I was I trained twice a week this yep. and that and then you want to play players who didn't train at all yep. and they're getting game time and it's like well what's going on you know mm-hmm. like if you're gonna play me play me if not what's the point yeah that's how I felt yeah and then you know someone pipes up and then you pipe back and it's like at the time you just like were raging so it's like mm-hmm. well you want to go I'll fire back and it's like what am I doing. Yeah, you know, and then you think back two weeks after you, you know, it's like you didn't even have to do that, you know. You could have just, you know, look, uh, this what's happening, blah blah blah, and you know, we can sort it out. But at the time, it just didn't work that way. Yeah. So obviously, we're talking to someone. We're talking to a to a woodsy with a lot calmer head than we were talking to a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. so looking back on that instance, right? Where I, do you remember what I said to you on that game? Yes and no. Was, All right. So like, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you the I'll give you the the the, um, the bullet points, and that was something along the lines of, I've spent more time sitting on that bench than you ever have, from the last two years that I've been. <coughs> so, as I said to you, you had you had you had two choices. You could either have it have it have it you know get upset about it, which you know don't get me wrong, we all come to footy to play footy. No one comes to footy to go and warm that bench up for anybody else. Yeah. Um. You know, that's the decision some of us make when we come to play. That's what we want to do. We want to go out and play football. So you had you had the option to either go out there, 
for those couple of times, um, run your guts out and try and make the most of your opportunities or sit on the bench and be upset about it. So now that you're looking back on it, what do you what do you think you'd do differently if you were put in that position again? Do you think you would do you, and and do you think you did you made the right decision on the day or would you do it differently? Let's start there. On the day, no, I made a terrible decision. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're in in that state, like you know, anything that'll you know trigger you, you just fire back at yeah. whoever, whatever, and that's what I did. And yeah, it wasn't acceptable, and like, and then I learned from that. The next week, um, he gave me some more game time, and um, yeah. So what would you do differently next time if you found yourself in that position again? Um, and, and be under any coach, protected, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, just asking, hey, look, you know, what can I do to get more game time or, you know... Because I've asked a couple of the older blokes around the club. Yep. And, um, yeah, they've kind of given me some advice. Yep. Instead of, you know... So that that's helped. Yeah, um, for sure. But, yeah... These so, last few weeks have been a lot better than that that one game. Yeah, it was an off day, but every, everybody has them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely, and that's what we've talked about before. I mean, Snake's taken us through in-depth um, looks into when he's had a, you know, a bad game and how that's affected the club and how it's brought the whole team down by having you know a couple off moments and giving away a 50 and things like that. So we, we know we all have off days at footy, at work, at home, relationships everything so do you think after that after seeing what you after you know how you went around you had a chat to other people and they've all told you more or less go about it go about a different way it's not the the content it's the delivery yeah yeah Um, yeah and do you think based on that if you think of if you think back to that instance now do you think um when you think about like your behaviour and how, how you were upset about it on the day, when you go back and have a look at that whole big picture, do you think now when you think about Tags and what he has to do, do you, do you respect the fact that he has a really tough job to do? Yeah, it's still a pretty tough job coaching, but, yeah. you know, uh, and like when I heard about the matchups, just that, it's like, well, you know, you, I've been playing there for, what, eight years now, and, like, it'd be like... You you're in the forward line, and then we. Uh, <laughs> Woods is looking um, a bit confused. That's all right. Yeah, you know, I'd had two, three blokes on me, and I still kick three or four. And I was like, well, matchups don't matter to me, but you've got a different way of coaching or thinking, or you know, yeah. like at least explain to me, and then we can go from there. You know, like yeah. talk to me, not just oh, I'm not not even gonna bother. But he was angry as well, so it's like yeah. You, needed to cool off and then the next week he gave me a chance yep. and I think that was against Denmark mm-hmm. and I think I redeemed myself after that yep. I kicked a goal so cheers yeah. to the tags and yeah but I want to rewind for a moment when did you kick two or three on no three or four goals on two or three blokes that would have been um, round one in Mount Barker at least two years ago mate would you like to bring up the stats I'll, uh, I'll, I'll bring them up Alright, so we'll, we'll let Snake sit in the corner there and go and pick them out um, whilst he gets organised there. Technically, uh, I kicked four goals three that day. 
<laughs> this would be interesting. I, I, I can't wait to see this one. Against Mount Barker. In yeah. Mount Barker. So, um, so I'll just compare that to, like, your first league game for the Sharks this year. Now, you obviously didn't play much of that game, did you, at all, really? No, I did not. <laughs> and obviously, we were pretty excited because it was your first first league game um, and, you know, essentially you were just sort of going up to just help with the rotations, really, where you was that sort of... <clears throat> yeah, um, I didn't get really given much of a role by Jamie uh, prior to the league game as such. I kind of went in there with no not, not knowing what I was doing, where I was playing, how I was going to be playing. Mm-hmm. I kind of just got thrown in there type of thing. Um, but, yeah, I didn't really know what was going on. Yeah, and do you think when you go back and think about that versus like, um, you know, obviously that was your first time stepping up sort of thing, so you, you were sort of prepared for something like that to happen, weren't you? Yeah, I, well, I went into the game not knowing I wasn't going to do too much. Like, as soon as Jamie listed me to be on the bench for the first rotate, like the start of the game yeah. type of thing, I kind of knew from then I wasn't going to be doing much of a main role as what I thought I personally could have been doing, say, is what I could be doing for the Bloods. Yep. Um, I kind of knew it was going to be a less of a role type of thing. I was going to be more of a rotation than a main, say, midfielder, like what I do with the reserves here. Yeah. But um, do, do you, um, when you go back and think about your next time going up there, does that change how you're going to go mentality-wise going into that game? Uh, yeah, it does. Like, if I do get offered or, say, if I am going to play next league game or whatever... I am going to be questioning Jamie as to what he would like me to be doing and I will be questioning whether I'm going to be getting a larger role mm. within the team as such because I know I am capable of yeah being able to pull off more than what Jamie would obviously hope and I know I've got it within myself. And I guess the other thing for someone like you who does have a pretty big tank from what we've seen so far, um, if, you were, if you were new going forward, you were going to go and sit in as a sort of a, a resting player, you'd probably want to play the first game as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. I would <clears throat> like to say if I was going to play like what I did for the first league game for Sharks, I would want to play the reserves game. Mm-hmm. So that way I am less worn out than what I would usually do. So I've actually got a decent run within the legs. I've got a couple of Ks in it. Yep. Other than the last time I didn't play the reserves game, I think it was against North Albany. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I didn't play the reserves game beforehand and then went straight into a league game and legs got no run at all when mm. I was expecting a bit. Yeah, yeah, so it's obviously lots to think about going across, isn't it? You know, there's lots lots of changes playing under a new coach. You haven't trained under Jamie very much at the yeah, time. Yeah, 100%. You? So, yeah. I don't know his game plan, the way he plays, the way he rotates players. I'm so used to tags as rotation. Yeah, I think um, you talk about sort of waiting for that opportunity to come up and then, oh yeah, I'll, I'll go and say my piece, but why not go go say it now? I mean, you know, it's round ten this weekend, end of the season. Too late to be saying it now, but why wait until you get that call up? Why not? Why not hit him up like shortly after that that first opportunity and say, "Hey, like, I didn't get what I was expecting. What do I need to do in order to, you know, it, like." get more of a run to get the opportunities that I was hoping for why wait until he picks you out again and then say oh yeah okay what do you want me to change now yeah why not why not go and actually say hey like what can I start putting into the processes now to make that change to make me a more effective player for you 
Well, to be honest, I had all last season off. I didn't play last season, so I'm still I'm out of the ranks of footy. I I don't consider myself at my best type of thing. So all right, yeah. So I I I'll back myself in at a contest, but I don't think I'm at the potential that I could be at. Say if I did continue through, so like I I say if I do get cold off lead, I just see myself as not but if being he's, worthy. But if he's the lead coach, if he's the one that makes those decisions. Wouldn't he be the one that you'd be wanting to set, like the bar at, but let let him tell you what you need improving on? Why, I would. Why just go and slink back into the shadows and we barely see you for the rest of the year? Not having a crack. I'm just. I'm just curious. No, no I understand. No, it's just... like me. Because me, like I've always, I, I've always prided myself on being a league footballer, and if that has come into jeopardy then like I've been straight onto it like what needs to change what do I need to do how do I need to you know affect my game to be able to influence how much game time or what role I'm getting and I've had I've had nine coaches and I've done it with every single one of them so I speak from experience here yeah well I'd just like to be able to well obviously master what tags would like me to be before I make that next step, I would like to be the player that Tags would like me to be as a running uh, wingman and then advance myself from there so that way I can obviously show Jamie what I have to provide and what I can do on the day. But can't you draw on multiple sources to be the best that you can be? Why I, just draw on... I can, but I set a very high expectation for myself. <laughs> I know I can be a good footballer, it's just whether I'm going to provide it. Well, so at a moment ago, man, I, I rate you, but, um, yeah, your your approach has, pro- like, you've got to have a little bit more confidence in yourself and probably just got to go a little bit outside your shell and be willing to just draw on a few more sources yeah. in order to get to where you think that you can be. I think it's just a fact, too, that I haven't trained with league as much as probably what I should have. And also, like, not to put words in your mouth, but you're probably also feeling like being your first year in your club, you're still trying to find your feet as to where your position is overall. Yeah, like, I haven't found the confidence to be able to, like what I did at Railways, like, I kind of established myself as a bit of a voice in the change rooms before, after, and during games. But obviously being the first year at the club, it's I kind of feel like I'm still an outsider. I haven't earned my spot yet. So I'm still trying to establish my grounds in a new footy club. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll, we'll tick that box for you right now um, as far as whatever uh, authority we might have on this lovely couch of ours and that is the fact that, mate, you can put your voice in wherever you like, mate. Yeah, yeah. man, I love a bit of chirp. Bring it. As long as you've done that jumper, mate, freedom of speech. Pretty much. Everybody else does, so why not you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, too lovely. All right, now, um, just uh, one other thing I just wanted to touch on. Snake, you and I have talked a lot this year about um, our youth in the club and obviously watching the young players come up, playing up, um, trying to make sure we're blooding as many players as we can for the league side as possible. I just want to know, did anybody else catch the Colts game today, With uh, sorry, on Sunday with um, Colts versus uh, Railways, obviously? I missed it. Missed it? Yeah, I was I was there for part of the 16s and then had to shoot through with the baby boy. No, that's all fair Day, enough. So. Father's Day, exactly. I had the same thing. I came out for the for the um, I came out for half the Colts game. Watched the league. Uh, watched the Rizzies and took off through the half um, first half of the league quarter. But 
Something I saw when I was watching the Colts playing, and that was young Stephen McDonald playing up in the Colts this week. My boy. Mate, that kid has got a leg He's on gutsy, him. He's gutsy, eh? He's gutsy as hell. I tell you, it was like watching a younger... <laughs> I have to say younger because, you know, you're, what, 22 now, Lockie? 21. 21. Yeah, we go. So it was like watching a younger version of you watching um, Steve McDonald go out there. He is a gutsy little fella. And he was going out there at the Colts like he belonged there. I thought he was a Colts player. I found out actually afterwards that he's only in the under-16s division. Yeah, I, I coached him in under-14s a couple of years ago. Yep. And um, I, like, I always rated him highly. He's a turd. Like he he's he's got real attitude issues. Oh, yeah. He's like outside of footy, he's fucked up time and time again. Um, but I've I've kept him as a year, and he seems to have sort of turned that around and and just developed a bit of humility and and a bit of compassion. Um, and he's turning into a fine little footballer, man. I'm really impressed with him. And he's always he's always on my case about like oh put her on your left put her on your left and then he come up to me this week and he's like oh snake I kicked a goal on my left you told me that and I was like oh my boy <laughs> he, t- he kicked two beautiful goals this week uh, just gone and um, look I think he was a real difference maker in that forward line and as you said he's gutsy he's everything I just was very impressed with him he's so. got no fear but like he was he was one of those kids like in, in 14s like he did it before he was ready for it because he was like he would be injured every week like he'd have a concussion or you know like he'd cop a hard knock or he'd have a busted hip or something but he'd get up the next week and he'd go again yeah no it was very, very impressive watching him play so knowing he's come from the house of snake from the, from the snake's pit uh, it's just even uh, I'm, the Esperance nightclub I'm sure he didn't <laughs> sleep from there <laughs> I didn't know Esperance had a nightclub. (laughs) Lovingly referred to as the snake pit. Hence, where I slithered from. Absolutely. Fair enough. But no, knowing he's he's come from your training, mate, is even better. But um, I'm really going to... I think we we are going to enjoy watching him develop over the next couple of years. Um, And like I said, just uh, I love watching gutsy players like that and and rewarding it with a couple of snags at the end. And, mate, he's just got a leg. He's just got a beautiful. He's got a beautiful kicking action. The ball looks good in the air. If we could just turn his mouth down a bit, I reckon he'd be a fantastic player. Yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. <laughs> no, so looking forward to seeing more uh, out of out of the uh, out of the young fella. So based on that, I think it's time for the feeding frenzy forecast. What do you reckon? We'll mix it up a little bit. So Trog's looking at me all confused because he hasn't been listening closely enough to the podcasts. So what we'll do, we'll throw it in earlier this week, so we're going to go with what we think might happen against our good mates at the Mount Barker Football Club this week at home for our final game. So I'm going to start with you, Lockie, because um, I like throwing you under the under the bus, putting you on, under, on the spot. So give me a gutsy call out of what you think might happen this week. Well, <clears throat> for the Bloods, I'd love us to get up. Yep. I really want us to get up, and the season on the high note, we play as well as what we did against Railways last weekend, and it's in good conditions. My word, we have talent upon us. We'll run all over Barker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd love to see the league team get up as well. Yep. They've, like I said, end of season on a high note. I really want the boys to do it. Uh, we have the talent, we have the guts. We can go all the way. Mm. 
over to you, Woodsy. What do you reckon, mate? What's a gutsy call for what you think might happen this week? Now, you just just before I open the line up for you, there you were being a bit cheeky about uh, saying a snake that you might kick a couple of goals earlier in the podcast when I cut you off before. So, um, what do you reckon? You going to back yourself for a snag or two? Mate, I'd love to, but you never know. We'll see what happens. But the Bloods need redemption. Like, that 100-point flogging, um, what, five, six weeks ago, was not good enough. We need redemption, and hopefully we can pull one out out of the hat. Mm -hmm. And the league boys, I want them to kick at least 10 goals. If we can kick 10 to 8 goals, we'll be in it. All right, that's pretty good. I don't mind that. Uh, over to you, Snake. Or, or let you have a crack at it, mate. What do you think this week? Mate, I go into any game thinking we can win. Yeah. Believing we can win. But Sharks are going to get up. Yep. League. Sharks are getting it's up in league. Yep. Now, I believe you on that one. I'm done with excuses. Yep. No question on the Bloods? Uh, Ian has to do one. <laughs> Alright. Yeah. So, uh, unless you've got another one for us, you, I. I I think that's I think that's the big gutsy call, mate. I'm happy with that. Now I um, I'm going to start off with the league because I'm I'm hearing what you're saying, Snake, and I'm I'm loving what you're saying there. And I seem to remember that we always seem we're always in the games when we're kicking high scores. Um, so I'm going to say Sharks to kick at least twelve goals in the league side. That's where I'm that's where I'm aiming because if, I reckon if we kick twelve or more, we've got the game. That's what I'm going to say to start with. And as far as the Bloods are concerned, um, going with last year's theme, we actually had a bit of a theme where everybody we had featured on the podcast went on to play a good game. Now, Lockie, we've given you the tits the seal of approval today. You can say whatever you want to change rooms and be the voice and the leader that you want to be. So I'm backing you to... Um, I'm backing you for a snag, actually, this week. I think you're going to lead from the front and show the voice how it's done. And um, I'm also backing you for best on ground. Fair enough. Fair so enough. that's 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 me, mate. Red hole crack. Yeah, that's it. And uh, Woodsy. Yeah, mate. Yeah, you're not gonna kick a goal. Sorry, mate. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> what is that? You and me in a goal kicking comp next? Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. I reckon you still lose. I think you probably would too. <laughs> All right. So um, let me see. I've got a got a hell of a run sheet this week. I tell you. So. Uh, Listen, Snake, just going to have a quick squeeze into your gutsy call. So, obviously, you've, you've picked the league side to um, get up this week. What does the team sheet look like? Without giving too much away, how confident are you looking at that team list this week? Best side we put on the park all year. Yeah, right. That is bloody good. Without a doubt. Yep. Yeah. So, everything's set for us to do it right. Yeah. As I said, we were, we were lacking... Uh, I think it was six senior players from the previous few rounds when we went up against Railways last weekend. So we got those guys back, plus a few more. Mm-hmm. Very good. And um, what what do you think the rivalry, the new rivalry from this year means to the boys in the in the change room, especially for the older guys like yourself, Wacker, and all the boys who have been around a bit? I think um, I think I actually saw the most fire from uh, from Mister Fry. Yeah. Um, last time we were out there, he was he was getting pretty toey out there, and I was I was loving seeing it. Um, me like I'm I'm more of a sea ball get ball. I don't really get too too caught up in the push and shove and the argy bargy. Um, but 
I think there's 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 a bit of feeling. There's been a lot of expectation, um, given given where we started and where like where we've come to. Like everybody's been really focused on the improvement and and this past week was a bit of a like scoreboard wise it was a bit of a step down from from where we were expected to get to but you know we we have our reasons we have our excuses but this week's a new week um barker don't have a lot to play for and they're tra- they've been tracking in the wrong direction for weeks now and we have been on the improve all all second half of the season so um, we're expecting to go out there and give it a red hot crack. Um, you know, having having Jack Bowden uh, back in the side, that's a bit of mongrel. Um, you know, Kyle Rido's some slick slick clean ball use out of the back line. Um, Dylan Thomas also shores up shores up our back line with with just a bit of a uh, bit of bit of size and a bit of muscle. Um, and yeah, as I said, a couple more ends to come in as well. So. Um, we're expecting to do some big things this weekend. Yeah. Uh, do, do you think that um, that rivalry is something that's going to carry on for a couple of years as far as this newfound rivalry? Or do you think it's something that's sort of a bit null and void at this stage? I'm, I'm trying to shy away from the rivalry because I don't think it... I don't think there's much in it yet. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they flogged a couple of our players. It's been said. It's been said. It's been fucking done enough. That's country footy for you. Let's just move on with it. Twenty-two plays twenty-two, regardless of what name, what what names on that team sheet. Um, I can give a fuck. <laughs> That's and, the spirit. And whether it's Bryce Blasco or Mitch Jackson, if they get their head over the footy, and I'm their second, I'll be happy to take it off. Happy days. That's how we like to do it. All right, now uh, I think it is time officially for the contested ball snake. What do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon we get on with it. Absolutely. So, boys, you know how the system works. So, while Snake gets himself organised, we'll make sure the uh, buzzers are firing there nicely. So, we'll start with you, Lockie. Bulldog. Love it. And over to you. Now, which which one of your multiple names are you are you going to use? I don't know, mate. It's a hard question. Because I did come up with it. I was Fuck, if you think that's a hard question, you won't until you get onto these. <laughs> yeah. Because I'll tell you what, I was a little bit... We've, we've, we've already... We've, we've aired everything out, all right? We've, we've buried the hatchet. But when I was... So we're on good terms we're now? We're on good times again now. We're okay. I, uh, you and Tags is another story? I don't no, know. No, I think we're, we're getting there. We're all getting right, there. All right, So, But when I was... Going back a little bit, when I was a bit more upset with you, mate... I did come up with a new nickname for you. Oh, no. And, it, and it, I'll tell you what, mate, this, <laughs> lucky we've already sort of settled on the trog because this one, I think, would have stuck like shit to a blanket. And that was to call you the termite. No, I don't <laughs> think that would stick at all, mate. I think it would, mate, you know? I think it would. I still think he's more of a cockroach than a termite. <laughs> <laughs> mate, a banana bender, buddy. All right, all right. So, which one of your many nicknames are you going to go with, mate? What's it going to be today? I'm going to go with uh, Woodsy. Woodsy, classy, nice, classy. That's good though, because we've got two relatively long nicknames. Yeah. No, no one syllable one, so it's a fair, fair race, fair race. All right, so fellas, you know it's how the game goes. But I still think we should be giving Trog ahead. So. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Need all the help I can get. All right, Snake, over to you, mate. Take us away. 
All right, boys, you know the rules. Three multiple choice questions. Uh, think like the snake and buzz in with your nicknames. Any questions? No, just questions from me, beautiful. All right, uh, now this one, it's probably going to be a tough one because you probably would have needed to keep up with AFL news, but Luke Darcy had a very well-formulated rant at Victoria's Premier in regards to losing his dad to the lockdown. Were his points A, warranted, B, misguided, C, only given media coverage due to his celebrity status, D, the kick up the ass that the Victorian government needs? Bulldog. Bulldog. I'm going to go B. Incorrect. I'll throw it open to you, Trog. All right. Definitely C. Incorrect. So, Luke Darcy lost his dad to suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the Victorian lockdown is, is designed to uh, keep people safe from a virus. Although human history has shown that the best way to, to beat viruses is to develop immunity in order and therefore you need to catch them. Uh, Luke Darcy's dad has committed suicide um, due to depression that he just couldn't handle. Um, very sad story. I don't want to harp on about it, but the correct answer was D, the kick up the ass that the Victorian government needs. Now, Bulldog, I, I probably should have mentioned before, but all you're really playing for is to keep Trog out of the finals. <laughs> yeah, I know. So I've put my money on you, so pull your head in, all right? Sorry, mate. All right. Uh, first ever grand final... First first ever night grand final locked in by the AFL this week. Woodsy. <laughs> doesn't He's even want to hear the multiple choice. <laughs> a, B, C or D. Off you go, Woodsy. Give me A, B, C or D and give me the answer that it, that associates with it. At the Gabba? <laughs> yeah, A, B, C or D. Um, incorrect. I did tell you that these, these answers would not be based on fact. They would be based on opinion. Um, so Bulldog, I'm going to let you hear all four answers. Thanks, mate. So, a first ever night game grand final locked in by the AFL this week. A. Means it's going to be one hell of a piss up. B. Is the natural progression given the popularity of Friday night footy. C. Should have happened years ago. Or D. Will be an absolute flop. I don't even have to buzz in, do I? Um, but I'm not going to give you all night. Can I hear C again, please? C should have happened years ago. I reckon C. Correct. I would have also accepted A. It's going to be one hell of a piss-up. B. Is the natural progression given the popularity of Friday Night Footy? <laughs> I would not have accepted will be an absolute flop because there's no chance. Well, no. mate, one hell of a piss up should have happened years ago. So, Drog, you chose the wrong question <laughs> to buzz in with. <laughs> there were three out of four correct answers. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now, this is 
not just personal opinion in the question, but it is personal opinion in the answers. But I played a cracker of a game on the weekend. Was it A, due to Father's Day, B, because I brought two pairs of boots, C, the wet weather brings everybody else down to my level, or D, all of the above? Bulldog. Bulldog? D. It's gotta be D. You... Well done, mate. <laughs> you took the yeah. word right out of my mouth. Gotta be quick, boy. <laughs> and I did have a tiebreaker lined up, but it was who beat Trog in a goal kicking home last night. We all know the answer to <laughs> was that. Was that Hudson? <laughs> <laughs> no need for the tiebreaker, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, alright, we'll, we'll give it to you. There you go, well done. That was, uh, that was a very good uh, contested ball smoke. I'm starting to see why everybody's so um, so fond of it. That's probably the the biggest um, compliment I get lately is the fact that everybody loves the contested ball. So I can't take all the credit though because uh, well, at least one of those questions came came from your inspiration. So oh, I just mean the the signature. It's, it's, it's a team effort. No, it's a team effort. That's what we like to hear. Um, Alright, so listen, I think we've done a pretty good job of covering everything we need to get through tonight. It's been a... Uh, I, I left it open for two boots, but, you know. <laughs> I was loving the two boots, actually. That was good. Um, what was the inspiration behind that anyway? What made you think that today, that day was a good day to bring two sets of boots? The weather conditions, obviously. Yeah. I... I um, I, I accidentally bought a second pair of boots earlier in the year and I thought, oh, you know, one will be game boots, one will be training boots and I ended up just falling in love with my pink Nikes anyway. Um, but given that it was going to be such a, like, wet, rank-old day and railways is such a shit surface to play on in the wet, um, I, uh, I, I offered Callum Redshaw, whose boots had busted the week before I said mate I'm going to bring down my spare boots if you need them and he said oh no I bought, bought myself a pair and I said well I'm going to bring them anyway because third quarter I'm coming out after half time and I'm going to be the only bloke on the ground with dry boots and I said to a couple of the boys I was like you watch I'm going to tear up and like I I, I, I lack confidence at the, be- at the best of times but there was something, something in me that day and like I said it might have been Father's Day it might have been just because I really enjoy playing against railways. I, I get a bit of mongrel in me. But um, I came out, of, out after half-time and, like, I, I was a fucking ball magnet. I was getting getting plenty of touches. I was shrugging tackles. It was just my day at the office. It was brilliant. And then um, I went for a diving smother on their, on their Ruckman, Xavier... Help me with the last name. No, Good no luck. You're on your own. Come on, lucky. That's that's all you, mate. <laughs> it's a it's a hyphenate. He's, he's another two dads. Um, but uh, yeah, I went for a diving smother as he as he snapped from an impossible angle in the pocket. He kicked the goal, and I ended up in the deepest puddle of the day. So there went the dry boots, and I <laughs> I barely got a touch after that. Yeah, right. <laughs> so maybe next time we need to get you some uh, waterproof boots somehow. Yeah, I remember that one. It was pretty good. Yeah, oh, you would have seen. You would have had a nice angle of that with as the uh, goal. Best seat in the house. <laughs> uh, I swear, some days you just want to rip my head off with the coals, and it's like. <laughs> I knew he kicked it. I looked over my shoulder. I gave him a little pat on the ass, but 
fucking pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Swamp Doggy. Uh, tell you what, Swamp Doggy, how does it feel just quickly, how does it feel having all the power knowing that everybody was waiting for you to get you, get your act together, get your shoes on and everything, so you go and go and go, uh, go, go and play. To be honest, it, it wasn't him in the end, it was the other bloke. Oh, really? It was the railway spot bloke, yeah. Was yeah. he to do with the mullet? Yeah. And he kicked you? it from the check side from the pocket? Yeah, that was no, me. No, 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 no. Oh. I'm, I'm, he's, he's talking about, like, before, before the game, the game was held up. Oh, the yeah. The start yeah. of the game was held up because they were waiting on goal umpires. Yeah, yeah. And you managed to play a game, get in, get dry, get changed, get out, before some old bloke from railways just fucking sauntered <laughs> and he didn't like he didn't jog he didn't go oh sorry boys like I'll get down there quickly he just he just swaggered his way down to that goal square like he got in the place mm. it's just something you gotta do you know well I enjoy it cause to me I get the best seat in the house I there's no better feeling but yeah and the dollars but you know that's that's part of it but you do it for the love and you just get to watch the old, the lead boys, you know, and it's like, man, I should be out there. But, you know, now I get, you know, opportunities to, to go, right, I need to run here, I need to be here. You know, you take bits and pieces out of the, their game and put it into your own. The only argument I have against that, Woods, is the fact that I can do the exact same thing with a cold glass in my hand. <laughs> that is my only... Is my only complaint about what you said, but um, look, good on you for doing the team thing as well, uh, which is something we we know from our group chat today. It was pretty um, pretty poor trying to find someone to do the gate for us today, and it's, it's hard to do. So when people like you would you do the right thing and do the goal umpiring and run for the women and stuff, it's um, it's very important. So uh, yeah, good job for you for doing that, mate. Yeah, cheers, mate. No worries, and uh, lucky, mate. Like we said to you last time, you know we love seeing you around the um, the functions and everything. You do all the right things. You you have a pretty good idea of what it looks like to have culture that's been around for a couple of years. So you know the fact that we can sort of you know the fact that you're leading by example at at your age and coming out and doing all the right things is fantastic. So um, like I said to you. Uh, before we went on air, I wanted to I wanted to get you on here and acknowledge the fantastic effort you put up last week in the game, especially against your old club. It's always going to be a bit of a sore point, doesn't it? Yeah, it's good to see what you go up against and what you used to be a part of. Yeah, so um, yeah, fantastic game on the weekend, mate. Well done for that. And Cheers, mate. Thanks for coming on again, as always. Always a pleasure. That's it, mate. Uh, Woodsy... Good to finally have you on so we can actually talk about football rather than the women's football so you can talk about all the things that you do. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Yeah. Love to do it again. Yeah, but you are a bit of a you are a bit of a family favourite, the women's side, aren't you, mate? They don't mind you out there. No, you know, I'll do what I can, but they, they've taught me a lot too, you know. Hmm. No, that's good, mate. So, yeah, cheers for coming on again. Uh, Snake, sorry for letting you down, mate, and getting such... Poor substandard guest this week, mate. But uh, I think we made a decent episode out I of it somehow. Yeah, I wouldn't they say that was substandard, but I just feel like you're rehashing, and we already had a final series lined up for Bulldog, but it's in the past, mate. It was good fun. <laughs> hey, look, everybody likes watching old episodes of Friends, mate. You know, nothing wrong with bringing up and rehashing. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm more of a Cheers fan, to be honest. Are you? Yeah, that's nice. interesting. I've, I, Friends is just overdone for me. Mm, yeah, well, that's it. It's I reckon Happy Days. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. You're showing your age there, mate. Oh. <laughs> Actually, uh, that sort of brings something up. We do need to do the doppelgangers. Yeah, we do. We definitely so, need. are you going to knock out a fast five? Oh, we're, we're almost there. <laughs> we're, not, we're not there yet. We've still got one more thing to talk about before we get to that. So the last thing that we want to talk about is something that... Um, let's just do it now (laughs) you got some gloves yes (laughs) who needs gloves bare knuckles no alright Woodsy's uh, Woodsy's throwing himself under the bus so um, we'll just remind everybody a couple of weeks ago you copped the worst shirt front in shirt front or shirt (coughs) history right it was so bad that you didn't get a shirt front you've actually got a physical challenge to put the gloves on against Snake during Silly Saturday next week. Challenge accepted. All right, there you go. You heard it first. Snake versus... Oh, what are we calling him this time? Woodsy? Snake versus Woodsy. That's it. Silly Saturday. Gloves on. It's happening. You've heard of you mess with the bull, you get the horns. Where you mess with the snake, you get the fangs, son. <laughs> hey, this oh, would be right. like... Jeff Horn versus Tim Zoo. Tim Zoo's right here, brother. <laughs> hey, the only thing you look like from the zoo is a monkey. <laughs> oh. That is classic. Well done. He's, he's got you there, mate. If, if, that's, if that's any indication of how the fight's going to go, my money's on the snake. <laughs> All right, now, there was one more thing that I was trying to talk about before I was really interrupted by a trog over there who's just so excited to get his teeth knocked in, so good on you, mate. You're welcome, brother. Happy days, mate. <laughs> Uh, now, Snake, you and I have been talking about it quietly. We're just coming up to what should hopefully be our 2,000th listener on the podcast. So we basically we keep a track of how many people listen to it. We're sitting at 1,900 and something. So this one should hopefully all going well kick us over to the 2,000. So 2,000 people have tuned in and listened to us talking rubbish on the couch. Yeah, and only 1,783 of those were you and me, so that's not bad. (laughs) Yeah, there were some long nights there, but we did all right. (laughs) So basically what that means for everybody else is the fact that we are going to do a little bit of a contest. So what we're going to get you to do is going to be a post on the Facebook page. We're going to get you to like it. We're going to get you to comment what your favorite episode has been so far, and you'll go in the running to win a Sharks supporters pack. All right, so we've got a nice little pack full of uh, Sharks apparel for you guys to have. All right, so like and share the post when you see it, and um, I think we'll uh, we'll try and finish that up for the, the wind-up at the footy club this year. So we'll uh, keep an eye out for that post. We'll, we'll have all the terms and conditions on the Facebook page. So best of luck to everybody for that. Now, fellas, I think it's time to wrap it up. We're going to do it nice and fast with the Fast Five. Um, now, Snake... We've probably been through most of these questions with you, mate. So we'll throw over to the two fellas and put them under the, under the bus on the right, spot. Right, I'll just I'll just buzz in if I feel like answering. Uh, as always, mate. That's how we like it. All right, fellas. So we know how it works. Uh, Got to go reverse order this time. I'm going to start with you, Woodsy, and then over to the bulldog. You ready to go? Always. All right, sweet ass. Nice, nice and fast. Who, if anybody, still alive, would you like to have a kick with at the footy club? What, in AFL as AFL, well? AFL, anybody. Puds and Reb. <laughs> <laughs> I've already been there and I've done it, mate. He flogged me fair and square again. Yeah, no, I reckon Trent Cochin and Dusty Martin, mate. Fair enough. Ooh, uh, I'd love to have a kick with Hamish Hartlett, hey? 
Hamish Hartlett. Yeah, favourite player. Love him. Snake? Jack's in there, mate. Oh, the Bont. The Bont? Nice. Yeah. That was a nice yeah. goal on the weekend, or, mate. Or, or Glenn Archer. Yeah, I knew Glenn Archer would come in there. Yeah. I knew he'd come in there. All well, right. You know you're going to the Shinbona. Yeah, well, <laughs> there'd be a few sprays, but it'd be good fun. It'd be good fun. All right. Uh, what superpower would you have and why? I'd have invisibility. <laughs> Just remember I, had, I asked you why. <laughs> <laughs> you were asked. So that no one can see me where I am. So you can sneak into the women's footy change rooms. Yeah, I don't need right. to sneak. Yeah, he just walks in there. Up until we went to there, if it was just so that we didn't have to the look at The bearded lady is always accepted, mate. All right, over to you. It's uh, 2020. <laughs> Old gender fluid over here. That's right. Okay, we're going to socially distance from that uh, topic oh. and throw over to Lucky. No, I like to be able to um, be like the flash, hey, just be really quick. Then you can kind of disguise it type of thing. Yep. Bed everyone to the footy. Oh, yeah, that'd be good. All right, that's, that's not a bad answer. It's definitely better than Woodsy's. <laughs> All right, now, uh, Lucky, we've already asked you this question, so we'll leave you out of this one. Uh, right. Over to you, Woodsy. Who is your celebrity doppelganger? Oh, now you got me stumped. Um... Oh, come on, we Googled these beforehand, mate. I can help you out here if you like. Oh, well, I thought I was... Can, can at, I have a handball? Animal from the Muppets. Yes, straight in. 100%. No question. Yeah, I, I don't mind Lockie. So Lockie said he looks more like a Grinch. Oscar, no, Oscar the Grouch. Oscar the Grouch, sorry, yeah. Sesame Street. He yeah. looks... <laughs> the guy that lives in a freaking bin. We'll, we'll post a few. We'll post a few. Oh, we'll yeah. get a couple. Um, all right, now, here's, here's a bit of a tricky one, and it's um, this was brought on from the inspiration of the chat we're having before about, you know, somebody having to give up the footy of, you know, if you weren't able to play. What would you do if you couldn't play football anymore? So what would you do instead or as well? What would you do? No football in your life, what would you do? So if we couldn't play footy, but yep. we could still hang around? Yeah, and, yep, yep. Well, I'd take uh, skinny Skinny's job, mate. Run water, dial umpire, do whatever you need, and because you love the club, you part, you were a part of it, you still are, and you know you do what you do for the love. Yeah, I'd probably try to take tags as position to be honest. Yep, coaching. Yeah, pass on my inspiration and knowledge of footy to the younger generations to come. Mm. Yep, good one. Sunday, you're in charge. Anything that on that one? Stay <laughs> on the field, mate. Or oh, I'd, I'd be torn between umpiring and coaching. I think I'd umpire. Umpire? Okay. Yeah. That's, that's a good answer. Have you been to umpiring uh, sessions yet? No, not yet. I'm saving that for next year. Alright, All right, fellas. Last question, uh, just for a bit of fun. Where would be the ideal road trip destination for you? Ooh. I reckon uh, the Whit Sundays, mate. Wind Sundays? Yeah. yeah. Fair drive? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking the exact same thing. Never a dull moment with you around. I, was, I thought you were laughing because my answer was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, over to you, Lucky, mate. Are we talking about, like, just in, like, by ourselves or with the whole footy crew? Oh, I could be with whichever. If you were in your lifetime realistically going to take a road trip, where would you go? Well, personally, I absolutely love Bremer Bay. 
Yep. Oh, yeah, I love Bremer. If any road, road trip, camera trip, Bremer's my recommendation. I absolutely love it. Alright, nice. Uh, Slate, you got anything different for that one, mate? Mate, anywhere I can listen to the Eagle Rock and take my pants off without being shamed, I'm good. <laughs> oh, well, I was about to say you wouldn't have to travel far, but unfortunately right. we proved that wrong the other day, didn't we? Mm. <laughs> uh, well, I, th- I hope everybody's had fun. Um, and as always, we always like to say, well, not as always, but we do like to thank our listeners. Thank you, everybody who's been listening, uh, and hopefully we'll get over that big. 2000, look out for our uh, posts on the Facebook page. Thanks to our guests, thanks to everybody else. Snake, anything else to say, mate? Uh, I'll second that. Thank you to everyone that tunes in and listens to my monotone droll. Um, it's always good fun putting it on. Um, we have a few beers while we're doing it and trying to keep it casual. But uh, yeah, any, any advice you got, send it in and we love hearing from you. Well, based on that, I think there's only one way to finish it. How do we do it, boys? After Shots!